Hey, welcome everybody to the next episode of Towards the Mark. Um, thank you for joining us in the second episode of our series in the study of Romans. Um, in this episode, we're just going to start with chapter one. Um, and just to recap the previous episode, we discussed God's righteousness, how God's righteousness is the standard, how everyone falls short of his standard, how he feels about sin and how he deals with sin. And so following this, we will be discussing our righteousness and more of how God deals with sin. So now before I get started, I just want to say that just in case we don't get to chapter two, just know that Paul also addresses um, in chapter two, the self-righteous people who will point fingers at people based upon what this says. Right. And so I just want to let you know, make it clear right now, excuse me, that being self-righteous and thinking you're better than someone else and living as a hypocrite, hypocrite is just as bad. Right. And so in this first chapter of Romans, um, Paul is talking to the Gentile believers, okay, people who were not um, Jews. Um, and he discusses our unrighteousness to the point of it being labeled depravity or, in other words, wickedness. All right. And just a quick disclaimer, um, this episode is going to flow a little bit differently. Like typically I'd go from like the beginning of a chapter and just flow from that way. Um, but I'm going to do my best to explain it the best that I can for everyone to follow. Because um, this time we're pretty much going to start in the back end of the chapter and working our way back to the middle and then be going back full circle. Right. And so just bear with me. Um, and so because of that, I'm just going to start with some context. Um, everything I'm about to say basically follows from the notion that everyone knows something about God and we will. And we're going to cover that as well. And so. Just to go ahead and just read the bulk of it is just verses 21 through 32 is really not that long. Um, it says, for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They changed the truth of God for a lie. They exchanged, my bad, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. For this reason, God delivered them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. That basically just means lesbianism. And so verse, tw verse 27, he continues, he says, the men in the same way also left natural relations with women and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error. And he says, and because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, shameless, I mean, senseless, my bad, senseless, um, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know God's just sentence that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them, right? And so in these, these, these verses right here, 21 through 32, um, we see Paul giving us a progression that ultimately that ultimately leads to how people experience God's wrath. Right. So you have like you have what's going to be discussed here is going to be considered God's passive wrath. Right. 
So verses 21 through 25, right? Here we see how, how people deny and turn from God to idols, right? Like I said, based on the notion that I already know something about God, I'm pretty much just going to be, okay, yeah, that's cool. And I'm going to turn to everything else but God, right? And so note that Paul says in verse 23, and exchange the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Also in verse 25, Paul writes, they exchange the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. You know? And so that's kind of crazy to think that like, yo, like, you know something about God, but you push him to the side and you worship the things that he created instead of just worshiping him directly. You know, and that's crazy to think that like, like people do that or like, we're all guilty of doing that. Like, believe it or not. You know, but that's crazy though. Like, why, why, why do we, why would we rather idolize something that was created versus the one who created it, right? Specifically talking about God. And so, like I said, so that's that first thing is that's is turning from God to idolatry and and progressing from idolatry to depravity. Picking up in verse twenty six, Paul writes, "For this reason, God delivered them over to disgraceful passions." When it says God delivered. Is saying that God specifically hands you over to your disgraceful passions. And this is when we begin to see people experience God's passive wrath, where hopefully the experiences of the consequences to your actions will cause you to acknowledge God and turn away from sin and set your eyes on him. And so in verse 27, it says the men in the same way also left natural relations with women and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error, right? And so right there is that piece of experiencing the consequences to your actions, right? It says they received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error, right? And that's when God begins to say, okay, look, let's teach you by experience. Hopefully that'll, 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 I guess, make the light bulb go off, right? But the crazy thing is, when you go to verse 28, it says, and because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that they do what is not right. And so that whole piece of, like I said, turning from God, idolizing everything else that's not God, and then just continuing down that path to the point where you're just like, ah, I'm good. I'm going to do whatever I want to do, you know, and, and everything to that point where God just finally says, like, handing their like their minds over, you know, like, that's scary for real, for real. Like, I know, like, for me, like, when it used to come down to, say, that times when I would mess up, I would be thinking to myself, like, dang, I'm talking about, like, like, stuff I was like doing, right? I'm like, dang, I really hope that God doesn't give me over to a corrupt mind, like, cause that's scary, right? But everything that I, that's listed in this section is everything that God desires to change in our hearts and everything he desires to free us from, okay? See, God wants us to have his righteousness. That means to be right with him so that we would not live our lives like this, all right? And remember how I, I said previous that we'll cover the notion that everyone knows something about God? Yeah, well, it's time to backtrack. Okay, and so verses 18 through 19, it says, 
For God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all godlessness and unrighteousness of people who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Since what can be known about God is evident among them because God has shown it to them. Right. And to suppress the truth of God is like putting something in a box, pushing it to the back corner and acting like it's not there. Right. And we do that. Why do we do that? We do that because we don't want to acknowledge it. Right. And one thing I used to tell people is that the truth is always going to be the truth. Even if you choose not to believe it, the truth does not change. Right. But another thing that one of my friends used to also tell me back in college was, you know, if there's no truth to it, then you shouldn't feel any type of way about it. Right. But that's exactly what the truth is. The truth makes us look at ourselves in the mirror, see what's wrong, and we got to deal with it. You know, but because we don't want our feelings hurt and and we don't want to acknowledge it and we don't want to go through what we got to go through to to change, we just try to push it off to the side and act like it's not there. And we try to sit there and do that with God. And we even deceive ourselves like we got everything together. I haven't met a single person, including myself, who has everything together. Right. And so real quick, though, I got a quick question for y'all. So verse 19 says, because God has shown it to them. And so just take a moment. In what simple ways has God made himself known? I'm going to legit give you all a couple of seconds to really think about that. You, you got an answer? All right, well, I'm going to give you the answer, right? So see, nowadays, you know, we can easily know about God because we'll drive by churches we see someone post about God on social media. We can get brought to church by our grandparents, etc. The list goes on. But see, back in these days, before there was a church building or social media, the simplest way the simplest way God made himself known was by looking at the very world that he created. See, verse 20 tells us, he tells us the answer. For his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse, right? Excuse me. And so being able to look outside and see God's righteousness, his very power and divine nature speaks volumes, right? From the sun, the moon, the clouds, the seas, and every animal, all and all the care that God put into making us, See, there is no way that all of this is by chance and that we just happen to end up on a rock in the perfect place to sustain life, right? Everything that God has done in creation was intentional and with a purpose, just like every brushstroke that an artist makes on a canvas, it's an intentional act. Everything was planned out, right? And so in spite of all of this, you know, we'll see in verse, verses 21 and 22, it says, for though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Right. And so let's bring that full circle. Now that we've pointed out the unrighteousness. Right. And that's the thing that God wants to free us from, that we would have his righteousness and walk in his righteousness and be right with him right, and live lives for him. Let's reread that and just bring everything full circle, right? So going back to verses 21, right, and going back down to 32, um, it says, um, well, actually 20, my bad. 
Um, for his invisible attributes that his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made as a result, people are without excuse. For though they knew God, they did not glorify him as God or show gratitude. Instead, their thinking became worthless and their senseless hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. Therefore, God delivered them over in the desires of their hearts to sexual impurity so that their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve what has been created instead of the creator who is praised forever. Amen. For this reason, God delivered them over to disgraceful passions. Their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. The men in the same way also left natural relations with women and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Men committed shameless acts with men and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty of their error. And because they did not think it worthwhile to acknowledge God, God delivered them over to a corrupt mind so that, what, so that they do what is not right. They are filled with all unrighteousness, evil, greed, and wickedness. They are full of envy, murder, quarrels, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, senseless, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. Although they know God is God's just sentence that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but even applaud others who practice them, right? And so you just think about like that unrighteousness and, and to the point of, um, just being in depravity and just straight up wickedness to the point where you would even encourage and even a, a, applaud people who would practice such things, right? And to be honest with you, I'm not about to sit here and, and be perfect and, and act like I'm perfect. And I don't even say these things trying to be judgmental to somebody. I don't even say these things trying to condemn somebody. Honestly, I'm saying this because I'm trying to gracefully, t gracefully tell you the truth. You know, it's like I told you previously, like, my friend told me in college, yo, like, for if for like, if what somebody's saying about you isn't true, then you shouldn't really feel no type of way about it. I mean, yeah, you like we naturally want to get defensive, but like when you really sit down and take a deep breath and think about it, like the people who really know you are gonna know that's a lie, right? And so if there's no truth to it, I shouldn't feel some type of way about it. But see, the thing is, because there's truth to it, I feel some type of way about it and I wanna push it to the side and not acknowledge it. Right. But see, like I said, these are the things that God wants to save us from. These are things he wants to clean up from our hearts, to clean up from our minds, to clean our lives up so that we can shine for him. Right. And so for me personally, I would rather gracefully tell you the truth than not to, you know, and it's just like going to verses um, 16 and 17. Paul says this. He says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Verse to the Jew and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. You know, just thinking about all of that, I just I don't even want to like end this episode with um, like anybody feeling down about themselves. But I really just want to encourage you. Like, I really want to encourage you that, um, like I said, God's not just pointing these things out just for you to feel miserable about yourself, but he's pointing these things out that you can turn to him. You know, like I said, he doesn't want you to live in these things. He He doesn't want you to live less than what he has for you. Um, and at the end of the day, 
like that comes with us first acknowledging him, you know, and not trying to dumb it down and, and not trying to act like he's not there and, and turn to everything else, but really setting our eyes on God who's created everything, setting our eyes on God who's made himself plainly known to us, you know? And so for me, like I said, just hoping that this is an eye opener as any episode, to be honest with you. But at the same time, even though we're talking about just straight up unrighteousness and depravity, like I said, the next episode is going to cover um, what it means to be self-righteous. That there, There's no excuse for that either. Like, there's no pointing fingers at anybody, you know? And so the encouragement piece is, it's not nobody, like, no means is, am I trying to condemn or judge anybody? No means am I trying to say, hey, you're a sinner, you're going to burn in hell. Like, that's not what this is about. But this is just letting you know that, like, honestly, God cares and God sees it. And God doesn't want you to live a lifestyle like that. Right. And I'm not just talking about like moralistic, you know, changes in your life, but actually changing your heart, actually changing your mind daily. Right. So you don't even think like this anymore. Right. That you're going to that you're going to give your life to him. Right. And live a life that glorifies him. You know, and so that's what that's all about. Just wanting the best for you, you know, and I mean, I'm just praying that 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 you receive this. And like I said, and so pretty much that's just this first chapter talking about unrighteousness and the wickedness and depravity behind it. And even how um, as somebody would practice these things, how God's passive wrath is shown. Right. And how God's passive passive wrath can be experienced. Right. And so I'm hoping that everybody got something out of this. I'm hoping that y'all join back for the next episode. Love y'all. Peace.